On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about how to utilize a virtual assistant for graphic design. We're speaking with Chad Dodd of Clar Inc. about how he's been able to take creative minds and really get them to think like business people. That's on this episode of Bootstrappers. Welcome back to Bootstrappers. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, and I'm super excited about this episode. We're going to speak with Chad Dodd of Clar Inc. about how he's been able to use virtual assistants in graphic design and take those creative minds and really help him build his business. Chad is someone I really respect because he thinks about things in like an overarching way. Um, He always starts with the mission, vision, values first, and people say that a lot, but Chad actually does it, and he's going to help us clarify everything. Chad Dodd, (laughs) welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) So I'm super excited to talk to you about how you utilize a virtual assistant for graphic design. Graphic design is becoming one of those big jobs that a lot of companies need someone to do that. Yeah, And so I'm just curious about all the things. So let's get into it. So the first thing is for the job description. Did you know when you were hiring for um, graphic design, was that the primary role with this person? You kind of fell into it, right? Yeah, I'm a newbie in like the whole remote professional Uh world of it. And so coming into job description, I didn't know really like what I needed. I knew as an owner, and as growing my team that I needed to fill that position, but I didn't know exactly what I was looking for. And so with the help of Anaquim, we were able to narrow down things and say, this is what I, I need, this is what I'm looking for. I need someone who who does have design experience and not somebody who's just fresh off the, off the, the market, but I need someone who can match the level of design that I'm doing and provide where I can at least get to a place where I can fix things and perfect it to the standards that I'm looking for, but somebody who has enough chops to understand that um, the processes that are there. Um, do they understand the the programs that we use or are they just designing stuff on Canva? Now, there's nothing wrong with Canva you know, for the everyday user, but when you're building complex solutions through design, you, you can't use Canva for that. You have to use different tools. Like what kind of tools did Ad- you? Adobe Illustrator, Photoshop, you know, InDesign, do they have the skills for those programs? So that's what you asked for. Yeah. You wanted somebody like right off the the front, when you're interviewing, you're like, do you know Adobe? Yep. Do you know yep. uh, InDesign? Yep. Okay, so you made sure that that was in the job description, so you got that yep. before you even interviewed somebody. Yeah, because if they don't know the program that we're using here, you know, and that I'm using in my everyday, then there's going to be discrepancy on how we're doing stuff. So I'm going to have to rebuild files or redesign things, and that's going to take away from what I need to do. Or I'm going to be pigeonholed to just having them do revisions along the way to where, you know, if when you have a team, you want everyone to be using the same program. So if they're not, then you're just going to have these back and forth that aren't going to be healthy for your your business. Okay. So you were clear on that on the front end, but you didn't hire them specifically for graphic design, right? I hired them originally for web development. And so the graphic design was a second piece of, do you have this knowledge of how to do this? And do you use these programs and, and that sort of thing? And show me the work that you have. 
Because I mean, as a smaller business person, you do need. So you wanted the the does what the the more back end technical background was like the primary yeah. role of the role. Yeah, I wanted to have someone who understood the concept of design that could say, okay, not just like a portfolio that is here's what I think is good, but real world experience of here's what somebody presented as as a client. And you had to create something off of that because it's one thing in school to design something and have a professor, you know, grade it, go, this is what I think. It's another thing when you go to a client and the client tells you this doesn't look like what I want. And now you have to go back and forth and come up with solutions that are valuable, but also look good. And so being able to manage that back and forth too, um, to ensure that, hey, they're not going to lose their, their head or their cool and have to take, you know, 20 hours to recoup from negative feedback um, that they can come back to the table and say, great, now how do I fix this? Okay, so you were super clear about that on the yeah. front end. I think a lot of people struggle with what do they, what do I need, what do I want? Yeah. But that's like a whole different level of clarity. Like I want you to be able to be take negative feedback. I need you to be have a history of working with clients and not getting your feelings so hurt that you can't perform. And Because we can train you can take classes, you can become better, you know, those types of things. But if your personality isn't going to fit that, um, for me at least, then we're gonna have some bigger challenges that we're gonna have to overcome. Mm -hmm. And so it's how do we get through, through this right out of the gate? In addition to, I was okay with taking the time and allowing there to be a search for this is the kind of person I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happened, like getting so narrow focused on it, that we knew exactly who your team was like, this is who should be on your team. And they only showed me that person right out of the gate. And it was a really rare occasion because you usually come to the table with three or four people. And here's like, here's our, our docket of people, this one. And interviewing with him, we asked all the questions. And literally after the phone call, I sat uh, with other people on my team and your team and said, okay, do I need to labor over this decision? Um, and everyone was like, no, I think this is right. And so taking the advice from your team and the expertise from your team saying, I think we found the right person and the right fit. We just pulled the trigger and, and what it went through it. And now it's, we're three months in, I think four months in now. Uh, he's doing great. So, but I think one of the things that made it even better for you is you were so clear on the customer service experience that you needed, that your questions were really tailored yeah. Ahead of time, you were thoughtful about what questions you need to ask in order to identify whether this person not only has the design experience, but also is the personality that's going to yeah. work well with your team and mm -hmm. with your clients. Yeah. And, and coming to that clarity really comes from, on my end, um, really dealing with my values as, a, as an organization. I think we miss that a lot. I mean, as you'll talk to me more and more, you know, you'll hear I always go down to mission, vision, values, right? And your values like if this person doesn't fit in your core values, then they shouldn't be on your team because then you're going to constantly be trying to get them back to your values, but they don't care about those values to begin with. Mm -hmm. So our values are, we have three public facing values and four private facing Ooh, values. I didn't know about the private <laughs> yeah. thing. So I have private ones that are just for our team. Um, and so like responsible, like be responsible is one of our uh, private values. A private value. Yeah, and okay. has to be responsible with your time, your gifts, your talents, and your resources, right? And so when we come back to like, hey, you're late every day, our internal value is you value your time, be responsible with your time. So what are you doing outside of work that's not responsible with your time? And so we can have conversations now, corrective conversations based off of values rather than a random habit.
Mm-hmm. You know, so like another one that's private for us is be imaginative, imaginative, right? And and from that is saying utilizing facts, imagine and create new ideas, right? So facts becomes the the focus of it rather than I feel this way. So as a designer, design a subjective. Well, I feel this is beautiful. Well, that's cute, but <laughs> how, what's the facts of the matter? You know, does the fact line up with the 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 branding that they've already established? Does it fit into their world? Does it communicate their core values, their tone of voice, their overall design? So it always comes back to that sort of thing. Okay, so since we're talking about getting a virtual assistant for graphic design, I feel like that is such an important point because what you talked about is taking that creative person who may, sometimes creative people tend to be like cats Mm -hmm. or touchy, you know, it's like things are very sensitive. Yep. And so what you- This is my art. This is my art (laughs) and don't say anything bad about it. And so what you're saying is that your way to frame that to the artistic pers- persona is, what, how did you use the facts? You said- uh, u- Utilizing facts come up with new ideas. So, the, so, but the it's imaginative. Yeah, imagine, yeah. Imagine, but within the framework of the facts. Yeah, because if you don't put it in a box, you can wander off and daydream for hours and hours about something and not get anything done. But wow, have, I really like this. But when you have facts in front of you, like take that information and say, okay, now out of this, how do I build this out now? You know, okay. so you go quicker. And sense. since you're so clear on that, this facts thing, because this is at your first rodeo, yeah. this is an important thing when other people are interviewing graphic designers mm-hmm. who may not have been on the same rodeo track that yeah. you've been on. <laughs> To get that creative person to really think in terms of business. Yep. I love that. That's so helpful to And it's come out of two, like throughout the years, I was a producer before. And so for me, it was always talking to executives and then talking to the creatives. And so as the middleman of taking what you told me and then softening the blow for them. So you're a creative person whisperer. Yes. And well... (laughs) Yeah, as a creative person. So even while I'm doing branding and design as the designer, I have to take myself out of the role of designer and say, okay, objectively, how do I present this to you as the owner of this is the facts of what it is. This is why we've made the decisions that we've made, you know, and explaining that because you'll come out of the go, well, I don't like this color. Well, here's the reason why we did this. And, mm-hmm. and as you understand how we've come to the solutions that we come, you are more apt to um, accept those decisions or have a better solution along the way with it. You know, and so we kind of have that that moment as well. I think that we do a little bit differently when we're dealing, especially with like graphic design, is we design to a certain degree and then we present our unfinished design to a client, which is for a lot of people scary as all get up. But then what we do is we, this is where we're at currently. We have all these things that we're still working on over here that doesn't apply but we want us to get your feedback on where we're at currently. So mm-hmm. we know that as we're spending our next 20, 30% to finish this, are we spending it in the proper appropriate ways or are we so far off that we need to start over again? Mm-hmm. You know, and so getting your input, now you're in, you're inputted into the design as the owner or as a marketing director or, or whatever position you're in. And so now you're invested because you've given your input. So as we're creating more and more, you're gonna say, okay, I trust them now because they've heard my voice and they're accepting it and they're making the pivots and changes and then adding more on top of it. So when you are interviewing a graphic designer or virtual assistant, 
Were, did you ask questions about feedback? How do you respond to feedback? Was that yep. a big part of the discussion because you've worked with creative people who are too difficult to... For me, it was quick. Um, just because asking the question, you can kind of hear how they're gonna respond to it. And mm -hmm. you can kind of know right after, out of the gate if they're going to accept it or not accept it. And so you have to kind of just read between the lines, mm -hmm. listen between their words to hear like, oh yeah, I'm fine, that's great. Like, mm, you're probably not. like. But like, yeah, I can accept feedback and okay, like what is a feedback that you've had that was challenging? And as they're listening to that conversation, how they're explaining it, are they getting upset explaining it? Are they like, well, this was what it was and I just couldn't understand why they did, and they're now veering away and like bad mouthing? Mm -hmm. Or like, this is what it is and this is how we pivoted away from this to ensure that the client got what they want. Like, even though it was a challenging thing, like were they able to come back around and get it to a, a good a good place. So that's a really important point for you as you're interviewing yeah. people in the graphic design and the art space, essentially. Yeah, I mean, because we deal with art all day. Right. And we're gonna fight <laughs> about right. like our decisions of, of why we think our design is better than the other design. You know, and so like in that, are we able to take that critical feedback? Um, two, I think it's if the company culture is feedback driven, and you're gonna have that, they're gonna come into it, and if they don't like you know, immediate feedback, then they're gonna bail out anyways. Well, and that's why knowing your values right on the front end, being able to communicate those even in the yeah. interview process saves you from a lot of headache. Yep. Okay, so let's go on to, okay, so you found the right person, they met your values, you were very clear in the interview about what you needed, um, you had questions identified ahead of time to make sure that you could identify those more people skill aspects of the person. Now let's talk about how you got them trained up. So mm -hmm. what was your training process with a graphic designing virtual assistant? So I dumped it all on them and walked away. No, <laughs> uh, Never talked to them ever again. Never talked to them. I don't talk to them at all throughout the day. Um, no, it, it's for us, we took the approach of more communication than less. And so on our end, we talk, um, have two set huddles um, on the day they're remote. So we use uh, Slack for all of our communication. Um, and so on Slack, they have a huddle feature where you can just click a button and it brings up your camera and you're ready to go. So you don't have to send a Zoom in invite, you don't have to do any of that stuff, it's right there. And so we do a morning huddle and we do an evening huddle right before we kind of wrap up for the day. Well, when I wrap up for the day. Um, and so we have that constant communication and then communication throughout the day. So if there's an issue, like I'd rather let's just hop on a call really quick, then let's just keep texting back and forth. Because the problem is, is if you continue to text, there becomes this disconnect that slowly grows. Mm -hmm. And so if we can have that face-to-face -face conversation, I can see how you're reacting to me and not just be like, yes, yep, got it. Like I can see, yeah, you know, that Isn't response. that so important? Okay, so it, what I think people don't know about a virtual assistant is they. this is one cultural difference that I wanna just bring to light is that in an emerging market, there's more fear about losing your job. They're more downside mm -hmm. um, oriented. And so having that camera on feature, number one, it builds trust. They feel like they know you, like yeah. you're gonna be sick one day and be working through it, you know? You're on my couch at home and they've seen me in, in that moment. Right, but that's <laughs> part of like 
humanizing yeah. you and making the relationship closer. And you need that trust because when you give that bad feedback, they're gonna take it in the best light possible when trust has been built up. Yep. Trust can only be built up when you've spent the time with people. And face-to-face. Face-to-face. And so then yep. in the huddle in the morning, you're getting the agenda all organized yep. and then you're doing a closeout meeting to say, okay, what did we accomplish? Yeah. And, and what's so, on your docket for, for tomorrow? Like, so if we do miss something or something comes up and I'm not available in the morning, are you prepped for your, your next day? Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not relying just on me to be giving you something or relying on me to just say, hey, what are you doing? It's just, you're the master of your own domain. And so you need to be the, that master and be preparing for the next day as well. Um, and so that's kind of important. So there's a lot of coaching there too. So coaching is part yeah. of your management. That goes back to being responsible with your time. <laughs> yes, back to the and your balance. And you, yeah, so it comes back to that for, for me. But I think it's it's really coming to that personal conversation where sometimes we have a huddle and a morning huddle, there's nothing to go over. Mm-hmm. As we all know our tasks, there's a list of things that we need to do. And we say, okay, let's just take a few minutes and how was your day? How was last night? What you guys do? You know, and, and kind of talk about that. You know, um, being in them being in Mexico, huge soccer. I love soccer from Premier League. And so one of our guys will come in, he's wearing a jersey. And so, hey, what team do you support? And we talk about, you know, football. And so for driver personalities, oftentimes taking that time that you're talking about is like really hard for that driver. Yeah, I'm a huge introvert. Like I'm big introvert and I like, I can put on a show and, but it's, it's getting to that one-on-one time to say, Hey, I want to know you as a person and I know I'm your boss. Like, but at the end of the day, like you're human, I'm human. I need to respect you. The better way for me to expect respect you is to understand. And so tell me what's going on in your world. You know, let me know what's happening. You know, if you're having a bad moment, like I want to know that you're having a bad moment. It's not going to affect my view of you because Hey, I have bad moments too. Uh, the shift though is you can't have a bad day. You can have a bad moment in the day, but you can't have a bad day. Oh, okay. And so that moment needs to pass. So whatever you need to do to get past that, let's get past it. So if I so we can be productive for yeah, the day. If I rebuke you on something, okay, that was that. Now let's move on. Like mm-hmm. it may hurt, it may sting, but that again is a bad moment that shouldn't dictate everything else that you're doing. So training people through that as well to ensure that they're going to be. Uh, positive, mm-hmm. productive. <laughs> you know. But even that huddle and building that trust as a human being, it actually makes work more efficient. And I think people don't understand that. That, And when you're, when you gain the trust, you get the efficiencies, you are doing the coaching that you're doing. Um, you are able to give feedback without it being drama because they trust you because they know you. These are the things that take a virtual assistant to the next level where you can really get them to do projects. So from the moment that- (laughs) I wanted to say this because we launched a couple of websites in the past few days and we did one in this morning's huddle with them. I said to him, I said, okay guys, we don't have champagne, we don't have anything, so toast your glass, you guys did a great job, and celebrating those wins with them and encouraging them through that, as well as you know the rebuke. So when you, if you're on constantly just rebuking and, and saying, okay, you did this wrong, like fix it, you know, and that kind of conversation, even if you're tactful, it gets taxing over time. Mm-hmm. So taking the time too, like we just finished this project, like we have more to do, but the big hurdle is done, let's celebrate that win, however we can celebrate it virtually amongst each other, 
you know, I even joked with them of like, I wish I had little party poppers that I could pop here, you know, to show like how fun it is, but I don't. So like just virtual, you know, imagine. And so they got a kick out of it. They laughed because it's my corny jokes and stuff. And so now they're part of that. So finding those things to, to encourage them along the way as well. I agree that encouragement is a huge piece. I try to find inspirational videos, which are cheesy, but um, so I, you know, Tony memes. Robbins videos, yeah. memes of one of the guys on our team in marketing, he always wears beanies. So I found the teeny weeny beanie video from, I don't know, it's it from Jimmy Kimmel or something yeah. like that. And so just like we razz each other, but we really have that personal connection. And then when, uh, and we're having fun, we're positive about what we're doing, what yeah. we're accomplishing. And then when you're building that kind of culture, that team dynamic, I mean, are you seeing any limitations from your virtual team? No, I, on mine, I, like not limitations because they both have said to me, like, it's not impossible. I just have to figure out how to do it. And they're coming to the table as well of have you looked at this? You know, like AI right now in our industry is huge. Mm -hmm. And so one is like all about AI. And so he's like just all in. And it's like, okay, back up here for a second. Like I'm not all in yet. And so he's <laughs> he's teaching me along the way. And so that open, open conversation of it's not just me having to be the one that says, here's, here's what we have, but they have feedback into the business as well to say, hey, have you thought about this? You know, what about this thing that we could do? You know, there's a new tool that's coming out. Have you looked at that yet? No, I haven't, but can you give me a synopsis of what that all is? So I'm not taking up all my time trying to learn something. They're telling me what it is and then me trusting them because it is their job. But you did build a team where there's psychological security yep. to, you know, spend time looking at a new tool, which is yeah, put it, time on the clock. But like you told them, it's OK to like look into yeah, this, like perfect your craft. And part of perfecting your craft, if you're going to do a better job for me and be efficient, then you need to perfect that. And I can't expect you to do that on your off time because you have family. You mm -hmm. have things that are, you're gonna do to relax, to unwind from the day. So if I put that homework on you, it's like school, right? We, we all leave school like school's done, but I have three hours worth of homework and you're just demoralized mm -hmm. from that. So why am I gonna put that on to, to them? I'm gonna give them room to do that. And so as I'm preparing for projects, there is room in those projects for them to do that. Two, saying like, hey, if this takes you three hours to do, it takes you three hours to do. Now, if you're not doing the work and it took you three hours to do, that's different. But if this is like, we've allotted an hour to do this and now it's three, four, five hours, it's three, four, five hours. We just move the schedule around. So it's able for them to take the time and not have to be so driven by time orientation mm -hmm. and performance, but how do I make this the best quality of the product? It's kind of like how Google gives their people that pet project yeah. time. And yeah. they have like 15% of their time they can work on something new. Yep. You're kind of allowing that in your organization. And then by doing that, this is a career, not a job. Yeah. Well, and you're coaching them, not managing them. And so they feel like really invested in your yeah. mission, your goals, and the success of your organization. Well, in, in my executive assistant, I've given him two years and I'm kicking him out. And I told him flat out, you have two years and you're out because he wants to do his own, his own company. Okay. And so I've been encouraging him, okay, what are you doing? Like, and he's working on stuff on the side on, on, on the weekends and growing his own little, you know, business that he finds fun and he enjoys because he wants to be an entrepreneur in Mexico. Great. Like, how do we get you to that place to ensure that you're set up for success? 
you know, and then, you know, move on from there. So he gets more information than other people do. Mm-hmm. And because I'm trying to train him to think like an owner and mm-hmm. think like a business person in return of that, he's learning how I'm thinking so he can better anticipate as an executive assistant yeah. what I need. So he's going to be improving as well. So it's a, a give take. A win-win. Yeah, a hundred percent. But you had to know what his goals were to do that. So yeah. I do vision boards with all of yeah. my direct reports so that I can see, I mean, not always can you do it because it's the real world, but see if I can align our business goals with their personal goals yep. so I can give that coaching. Because no one in 2023 wants to be managed. They want to be coached yep. if they're a good employee. Employee, and if if you can, you know, inspire them, then that's going to make them a better employee, more yeah. productive. And we also put all of our employees through Strength Finders. Mm-hmm. They all have to take a Strength Finders test, so we understand where they're at with their strengths. So if they're coming to us and, and applying for a position, we're not putting them in a position that is not good for them, mm-hmm. or that they're going to just struggle over. And that also helps for future things as well to know. Oh, this is how they're thinking through that process. How can I better serve them? you know, through that. As an owner, I need to be serving them, not them serving me. So the question at the beginning of the show is how can you use a virtual assistant for graphic design? And I think the answer is like any other graphic designer. Yeah, it's just they're not right in front of you. (laughs) And so this conversation is really how to inspire the best in someone in an emerging market to be the best graphic designer. And how do you get them to be as creative as you want, take feedback and take that creativity and put it through a business lens. And I'm just so grateful for all the the wealth of information you gave us. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, appreciate it.